Hello everybody and welcome to episode four of Monkeys and Dogging and what a special treat we've got for you for this episode. An interview with the marvellous Tim Reed. Tim was co-writer and co-creator of the very programme we all love so much and the reason we're all listening now, Car Share. It was a fantastic interview, I really enjoyed it, a really good chap, really interesting chap and thank you to all those who sent me in questions to ask him. I tried to get in as many as I could. Apologies, I couldn't get them all in. A bit restricted on time, but hopefully we may be able to persuade Tim to come back on again. So here we are then. Here's the interview with Tim. Hope you enjoy. Take care and thanks again for all your support. Tim, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, First of all, how's lockdown been for you? you, uh, You've been well, keeping well? Oh, it's been ever so exciting. Uh, no, I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, all keeping well, safe and, um, you know, still married. The kids are still alive, so, uh, so it could be worse. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just bored now, bored of it, really. But um, no, thankfully, I'm very lucky. I've managed to keep busy, uh, you know, writing new stuff, uh, doing the odd Zoom talk. I do talks on kind of creativity and how to have ideas, so... Uh, so I've been doing some of that as well as working on um, you know, the next series of a show I had earlier out this year. So Fantastic. I've been quite lucky, really. Mm-hmm. How about you? you? Well, you've clearly you've been busy launching your new podcast. Yeah, well, it's similar to you, really. I mean, I, I work from home um, and uh, been keeping. I've got two small kids, so they certainly keep me uh, on my toes. Um, and, and and just like you said, it's lucky, really. Yeah, stayed healthy stayed safe so so can't grumble but obviously want, wanting wanting a return to uh normality and avoiding those horrible words the new normal uh, of course yeah. <laughs> well, i think everybody's been desperately looking at september thinking well the kids will be back at school you know the older kids will be away back to uni so life will get back to normal but We'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. We will, yeah. At the moment, you can't kind of predict anything. Just kind of taking it day by day, to be honest, because uh, yeah. there might be more twists and turns ahead for us. But uh, but there we go. Um, to- yeah. Talking about your... Um uh your 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 um series that you wrote earlier in the year actually i'll start with a question i was going to ask later on but um i think that works out nicely i was going to ask you what can you tell us that you're you're currently working on so yeah earlier this year i had a show out on dave uh called meet the richardsons on uk tv with john richardson and uh my co-writer his wife lucy beaumont as the stars of that of the show um uh, and it, it went really well, you know, really well. It was a, it got massive ratings for for UK TV, and so um, yeah, we're looking at um, working on more of those. So that's been keeping us busy. Nothing official I can announce yet, I don't think. So, um, but yeah, there'll be there's more to come uh, with that show. Fantastic. I, I, I must admit, I did watch a couple of episodes of that. Um, I haven't finished a whole series yet, but uh, following this conversation today, I will. So it went down, it, it got really good reviews. Are you pleased with, with yeah, how it went really down? Yeah, good reviews. Yeah, it's one of those where it's, it's, it's hard to get both, you know, some nice reviews and some good kind of critical acclaim, but also good, you know, audience reaction and, and have people find it funny. Which is what you want with a, a comedy, and it, and it seemed to get both. And yeah, for, for for Dave, I mean, it was getting into like one and a half millions, you know, as a as rating. So, kind of where Taskmaster was for them. Um, 
So yeah, we were, we couldn't couldn't have been more pleased, which is is great for a first series. So you know, uh, hoping to kick on from there with with more in the future. Great, oh, great, well done. Well, uh, good which, luck. Which good luck. Did you see? Uh, literally the first couple. Um, yeah, and I, I, yeah, and uh, the Bernie Clifton one. Uh, do you know what? I was uh, my mind went a blank, and I was just trying to think uh, what was that person? Yeah, Bernie Clifton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, no, I, 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 it must have been great to, to to be working with him. Um, oh yeah, it was it was a pure joy to work with. So I, funny on set, and yeah, just a complete pro. It was, it was lovely, a lovely bloke. Great, great, great experience. I'll have to, yeah, well, I'll make sure I catch up with the rest of the episodes. Um, I think on UK TV Play, I can probably um, catch right, up, yeah, can't I? I? So, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, um, we've had a crack on with car share because, of course, a lot of uh, keen car share fans uh, will be listening to this. So I've tried to uh, keep the questions kind of um, as concise as I can. And we have had some questions come in via Twitter. Um, I'll try and get through a couple of those, too, as yeah, well. Tim. Um, so starting off, this is a sort of my own question, really. Um, in, in the backstories, uh, when you were cre- uh, helping create the show, um, how much had John and Kaylee spoken to each other pre-episode one? I mean, the general suggestion seems to be not a lot, but Kaylee, of course, remembered John singing at the Christmas party and she signed his sympathy card when his dad died. Did they secretly fancy each other and was Carl showing the excuse to finally spend more time together? So, no, I mean, our idea when we kind of came up with the idea for it and wrote that first series really was that they didn't know each other at all. You know, they'd just be passing acquaintances, really, and then they might have, uh, you know, liked noticing each other in the past, so they may have lodged a memory. But certainly there wouldn't have been any kind of simmering romance, no back history between the two of them. Um, you know, the point was that the car share scheme kind of just randomly threw people in together, depending on, you know, their their, their route into work. Yeah. Uh, and they hardly knew each other, but would have, you know, they would have both been at the at the, the store for, for years. So obviously their paths will have crossed and they will have done those all staff things like Christmas parties and signing cards and stuff like that. But without really ever, ever, you know, being aware of each other. That was that was the idea, and so that you could we could see and this whole uh, relationship develop from from beginning to end. That was that was the thought. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And one really interesting thing we picked up on in the first couple of episodes, uh, looking back at them, is how quickly they did connect and how quickly they felt comfortable around each other. <laughs> Um, and yeah. I, I suppose that's made us think, maybe, you know, some people listening to the pod, oh, actually, you know, did they have, you know, some some interactions before the car share scheme? Yeah, no, I can see, I can see, you know, why, why that thought might might come. But no, I mean, as far as we were concerned, creating them, that, um, that the idea was that they kind of, they'd just, you know, be comfortable in each other's company almost from the start. You know, they'd ha- develop that... Um, you know, kind of a warmth between them, but quite quickly. You either do or you don't, I think, when you're throwing together with someone. Don't you? You'll either do, it's just cold, nothing's there, nothing's going to develop, uh, you know, and you'll tolerate each other as long as you have to sit next to each other. Um, or there'll be some kind of underlying connection and chemistry that maybe you don't even notice or recognise to start with, and that's what we were kind of trying to get across. And actually, I think, you know, one of the things I'm... I'm proudest of of it is how we ended the first episode with them kind of on the brink of they could easily 
have decided to to go for the option in the in the car share scheme of choosing a different partner. Yeah, uh, you know, because there's no nothing really invested, so they could have easily turned in that direction. But <clears throat> there was enough there for both of them, that you, and for you as an audience, that you're thinking, no, 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 well, there's something there. You know, you want you want to stay together. So they had that the whole end sequence of them kind of. You know, thinking the other one was mm. about to step away, but hoping they didn't. And at that moment, that's when they had personally realised, well, I hope you don't choose someone else. Do you see what I mean? So it's kind of, I think it was important that we got all all of that in that first first episode. Yeah, that I, it was a magical moment. I think I think that was the first real kind of moment where um, it was quite touching, really, the, the way yeah. they kind of uh, dealt with that. Oh, no, I'm happy to... To, to, to you know stay with you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. that's great if you want you know if you want yeah and playing it nonchalantly as well you know yeah and that was a, that's a tricky thing to write actually that it's convincing and realistic that they get this balance of uh being nonchalant with each other but you can see secretly they're both you know all, whether they've admitted it to themselves or not desperate to keep that uh their, their car share buddy yeah uh, so so yeah it was it worked was a, a nice thing to write and a great thing to look back at once it, once I've written it and think uh, that feels good that feels right great yeah it's great. so important to get getting the show on the right tracks from the start yeah I was gonna say episode one you know yeah the, the starting episode must be the, t- the the toughest episode I guess really um and the, yeah, the, I, think, yeah. I think that's the same with any any particularly comedy actually I think because you've got to do so much in that first episode you know establish the characters create a relationship between the characters and the audience, establish what the whole thing is about, but still be funny in every scene. So it's kind of, there's, there's a lot to do in, in a first episode. So yeah, I think we were really pleased with that. Great. Um, well, it, in the some of the podcasts that we've started doing, we're, we've been analysing, obviously, the episodes and considering the characters' histories, etc. And we've speculated that John... Um, may have actually been a bit of a, I'll put it politely, a ladies' man uh, in his day. Um, he, he, d- he does seem a bit cynical uh, about women in general. In the first series in particular, yeah. he kind of suggests that, um, you know, all women are, are mad, I think he says at one point. Um, how, how would you describe um, his journey romantically before, before the car share scheme started? So, well, the first thing is that it's lovely that you could put different interpretations on it. Mm. And really, it's up to everybody to decide what their, what their backstory of any character is, really, because that's, that's what you as, a, as an audience you know, brings to any show. So, yeah. that's so, so there's no right or wrong in, in any of those kind of speculations. For me, and when we were, I was creating the characters, uh, the idea really was that um, he'd had his fingers burnt. You know, he'd been in a, a in a serious relationship. He'd been in love. He'd, he'd had his fingers burnt. It had all ended, you know, uh, not the way he wanted it to. Um, and and from then on, really, kind of avoided the whole situation. I'm thinking, I don't, I don't want to put myself through that. So it's kind of his character, that kind of closed-in um, character of John's, is partly because of that. He's kind of protecting himself from future romantic hurt. Mm. And it's kind of why I think the end of the will they won't they with Kaylee, um, you know, it's him that doesn't to start with because uh, you know he, he just doesn't see the point of uh, he, he likes it where they've got it to. It's comfortable. Mm. Um, 
So no, I think if he'd been a real player before, he'd have he'd have been quicker to. I think we could have been done and dusted in three episodes because <laughs> uh, he'd have gone, oh yeah, I do quite fancy you actually. Let's let's have a go. Um, so I think I think he needed that backstory of kind of you know he'd been hurt, had his fingers burnt, and not not really up for a relationship again because it's just too painful when it goes wrong. Well, yeah, I think I, I think the words he actually uses. You're right. At one point, is he says, "Why ruin it?" You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 great the way it is at the moment. He's sort of yeah. reluctant to take the next step. Yeah, exactly, and and that's very true for if anyone's you know looking at writing comedy and comedy characters, they need to they need to um, have some a few of those flaws that kind of stops them getting what they really need out of life. Mm. So do you know what I mean? They kind of need. Uh, whether it's whether it's a delude, self-deluded about something, or whether it's you know a, a bit of history that's stopping them do the thing that we would all do, uh, so so I think I think it was an important part of John's character that uh, that yeah he was reluctant to to make a to make a move with Kaylee. I just love how the um, uh, there's a couple of moments, isn't there, where he pulls up in the car and he makes eye contact with um, a random stranger yeah. uh, in the car oh, next yeah. to him, and he's kind of he's sm- a bit smiley and stuff. But he, I suppose he's in the safety of his car, isn't he? So. That's exactly it. He's safe there. Yeah. That's his safe space. He can be a player as much as he likes when he's kind of protected by that big metal box. <laughs> he doesn't actually have to do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of quite uh, you know. Symbolic, I think, of his of his character in, in some way. Yeah, great. Um, what a f- question from um, Forever FM tweets on Twitter, um, and he um, he asks, were there ever any Hello, po- Forever FM on tweets? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little uh, treat coming up with Forever FM tweets, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, regarding the music on the show. So that should be a good one. Um, were there ever any plans to cast actors for our Kieran or our Mandy? And can you tell us what early possible storylines you did have lined up that didn't make it on the show for whatever reason? Uh-huh. So, well, two great questions. So, the first one's easy. No, uh, there was no, never, as far as I know, and certainly not from me, any ever, ever any plan to, to cast those characters that, uh, that we never see. Because a big part of the DNA of the show, actually, was that, um, you know, it's all self-contained around John and Kayleigh and, and in the car. Uh, so that um, we wanted to paint, be able to paint a picture of their lives outside of their car share journey, uh, just through their conversations, their dialogue. And I think if you started to introduce, you know, a, a wide cast of characters, and even think about casting them almost, uh, you, you start to kind of water down what the show was all about. A little bit like if, if you remember, there was a show back in the uh, it was either late nineties or early noughties called The Smoking Room, um, and it it, it it was a great show because you never left the smoking room. Mm. And if there were other the characters, it was because they came into the smoking room. But you'd, you'd never go outside of it. And as soon as you did, you've kind of like, you've left the show behind, uh, if, you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so no, there was never really any any idea. I mean, we all might have had an image of who they were in our in our own minds and our own mind's eye. But um, uh, no, as far as as far as I know, at least there was there was never any any uh, any thought of casting them. Uh, oh, and storylines, storylines that didn't make it. I mean, there were loads of because of again the, the format of the show. There were lots of conversations um, uh, that didn't that didn't make it. Let's 
just the nature of the, the, the creative process of conversation between John and Kaylee. And one thing I remember actually that was a really lovely little device that, that didn't make it was uh, in the first uh, scripts that Paul and I wrote. We had we had an ongoing like a running feature uh, that at one point along the journey, and it would have been close to some traffic lights or somewhere where the car would have stopped briefly on on route, uh, was a bus stop. And we had this thought that you could just cut out of the car to the bus stop and there'd always be two old ladies sat there. Uh, and you'd just hear the end of a conversation they had. Okay. Uh, you know, so it would have just been something like, you know, one old lady would have said, oh, that's him over there with the semi. And the other one would have said, oh, don't, don't look, that's what he wants. <laughs> or just, you know, something like that. Something, you're just catching the end yeah. of a conversation. Uh, you know, and then, and just enough to leave you wondering, what on earth were they talking about? Um, you know, what, one of them would have said something like, uh, "Oh well, we'll all be black one day." Anyway, tra, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, just the kind of things that you just he- hear, uh, you know, out of earshot at the end of a conversation as two dog walkers walk by, for example, and you just think, "What on earth was that about?" Um, so there was that that I think could have been quite sweet, but. You know, quite rightly, it just it, it never made the, the final, final cut, final sure. version. Uh, so yeah, uh, can't think of it. We had a thing actually where Kaylee, because she was in promotions, every week would have got into the car, or not every week, but some weeks in in a different, you know, kind of promotions outfit. Whether she was, you know, I don't know, dressed as a penguin. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, and made him guess what it was for. Uh, you know, and you just obviously said, oh, well, you know, she'll, well, is it, is it two for one on penguins? And she could no. <laughs> and it would have been for herring or something, you know, something very loosely, tenuously connected to whatever it was she was wearing. Um, but quite rightly, I think when we first went through all the scripts with Peter, it was like, yeah, it's funny, but Mrs. Brown's boys has kind of been doing... Doing a, you know, I think one of his sons dresses oh, in yeah. promotions a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so that had to go. Uh, so there were little things like that. Apart from that, no, I mean, pretty much the, the show it was as the, the first draft of the first series that Paul and I wrote in about three months, I think. Wow. Um, so no, there wasn't there wasn't a lot, and 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 that's you know probably quite obvious with the, with the style of the form. The format is what it is. You know, as soon as we we decided, it's all about the commute to and from work, and you don't see anything else. Uh, you know, other than what's going on between the two of them in the car, um, then, you know, the, the only thing that could, you know, might not have made uh, the cutting floor were different kinds of conversations they were exploring, but but nothing really. First series is what it is. What it is. It's kind of uh, nice to know, really. Um, I, I, I like the idea of, it's so funny, when you were describing the, um, the old ladies at the bus stop, I was just imagining uh, sort of John and Kaylee's facial expressions perhaps as they overheard mm. some of the the conversation yeah. um and, uh, and it would have been just that just a facial expression yeah exactly just, yeah know, yeah no it's just a, a bit of punctuation to the journey that was that was the idea brilliant brilliant um what a question from uh, ellie may on twitter um were there any uh, plans for more episodes but specifically a christmas special um she mentions that there was plenty of talk of christmas of course throughout yeah. the series Series, uh, the Christmas team and yeah. Rick and Donna's Christmas wedding. Everything seemed lined up for the perfect opportunity. Yeah. So, was there ever any talk of a of a Christmas special? Well, there certainly there was 
right in the early days. So again, when Paul and I first wrote wrote it, we, all of those references went in with the idea that wouldn't it be great if we did a Christmas special? And but as soon as we got close to um, you know commission and then production, uh, I don't remember anything else after that really where we talked about it. not seriously anyway. So it was ne- there was never a firm plan. Um, but you know, right from the initial kind of concepting days if that ever had have led to it you know the idea i think would have been that you would have and in the end they did something a bit like it in series two you know, with the with the fancy dress party it would have been you'd have seen their journey to and from the christmas party uh you know mm. it was self-evident almost that that's that's what it would have been and there would have been a big i think i think you would have had to have had almost like a a tim moment from the office you know that would have been they would have got very close to that yeah. christmas snog yeah uh uh so so but but no it was, it was just an idea and partly why those christmas conversations happened in the first place is we thought that's you know it was a, it was a kind of um uh you know a, a subconscious thought i think that let's let's do all of that and build up to it so that when and if we do a christmas special there's plenty to to bounce off and and, and build on and you know and callbacks that we could have used but no, it was never a firm plan. I suppose we got a, a little good, glimpse. Good question, Ellie. Yeah, we got a little glimpse of it as well with uh, the Christmas music in the middle of summer. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. And also, that was the other thing with it, I suppose, that with, there's the funny thing in retail, particularly supermarket, that you start planning Christmas in June. Super early, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, you've got to start planning what the, the displays are going to be, the ad campaign, what's the, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, so 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 that it was it was relevant anyway that in the summer they'd be talking about Christmas. Great, and, okay. and, and works you know in its own on its own. I think. I think also, I suppose the idea of Christmas is, I mean, obviously Kaylee loves it. So, you know, and the romanticism of it. Um, and like you say, very kind of, yeah, very, very gaily, very gaily. Um, question from Jamie Pragnall on Twitter. Um, they say that writers should always start off by writing about what they know. How much a car share and the storylines are about your own personal experiences, Tim? Like with any any writing, in a way, all of it, you know, is going to have come from uh, from your experiences, and uh, whether that's in terms of a, a kind of a, an early relationship experience, those kind of conversations that you have early on in a, as you're kind of sanding each other out and working out whether this is there's something here. So there's something in that. I suppose in, in terms of the the original idea itself, uh, I, I was just thinking back and. Um, the year, the year that Paul and I came up with the idea and wrote that first series, we were driving to and from a client of ours. We both worked at an innovation uh, consultancy, uh, and um, uh, we had a client called uh, it was Morrison's, you know, the big supermarket. Yeah. And their head office is in, in uh, Bradford, I think it was. So we used to do a drive from Manchester to Bradford, and I drove and Paul came with me. So we kind of were doing a car share along the way and in fact on the way back i think part of that m606 out of bradford has a two or more persons only lane in on the motorway so it was kind of giving us that uh, that that feel of you know you'd have to be in a car share to be on here so i think there was a lot that was kind of just in the background there when we came up with the idea uh and then in terms of the other characters of course i think 
you know, both of those characters are probably in both of us somewhere. So those, those kind of conversations. Um, and some of the storylines as well came out of real experiences. In fact, I remember uh, the whole kind of urine sample story. Actually, I can remember the exact moment with, where that uh that whole storyline was born, uh, and it sounds a bit weird, but I'd, I was, we, my wife and I were, I'd gone to bed, and we were just chatting, and, and uh, I probably just put our books down, uh, and we we're about to, to roll over and go to sleep, and as you snuggled up, my hand came close to my face, and I smelled something odd on my fingers, and I, can, I, I leant over and, and said to Heidi, my wife, I said, hey, it's, Smell my, smell my fingers, and and we were in fits of hysterics because of this just this ridiculous thought of because her first reaction was oh god no I'm not going to smell <laughs> and then and then she did and she went oh, god, let me have a and she tentatively sniffed them and then we were both trying to guess where that this weird smell had come from <laughs> and and that turned into the idea that kind of wouldn't it be funny if if while John was driving Kaylee had something that she thought smelled odd and asked him to smell it. And he was really, he was, he had the same reaction as I mm. like, oh, I'm not going to smell it. And then <laughs> did. And then that turned into being a sample that she was sniffing her own sample and going, Oh, that's, it smells like sweet and sour. Or, you know, is that, is that anisic, is that fennel or, mm. and then he, she kind of uh, put it in front of his nose while he was driving. And there's this whole, like, how do you as a driver flinch away from someone holding a, yeah. a pot of piss under your nose? <laughs> and they kind of, so it all came from there and then grew and grew it, obviously, the, the, the water bottle scene. Uh, but, but so, and, and I think that's the case with a lot of little storylines. It'll be things that have, you found funny and you thought, I can do something with that. Um, so that's a, a long answer. No, great. That's, yeah. that, that's yeah, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you. That's that's great. Um, so from Marilyn on Twitter, a very uh, short but sweet one from Marilyn. There's obviously a lot of great music throughout the show. Um, who decided which songs played on the radio? Peter. Yeah, all Peter. One of the things he's so good at is, uh, you know, his knowledge, his back knowledge of, uh, of, uh, of uh, you know, popular culture, but, you know, TV and music. So, yeah, I think as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, yeah, all of that. It's Peter, and, and it worked beautifully. Yeah, fantastic. I, I must admit, sometimes I uh, I listen to a Spotify playlist. Many Spotify playlists have been created on based on car share music, uh, and it always makes me giggle when I'm on my runs, uh, thinking about different moments in the show. <laughs> well, you know, associating yeah. particular songs now, uh, specifically Martika's Kitchen, uh, oh, which yeah. I'd never heard of before car share. So yeah, so I always think now of uh, of that particular uh, moment in episode one when that uh, when I hear that song. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, all Peter putting all of that together and the idea for the kind of cutaways to the pop videos, uh, all all his contribution, and I think just made you know made such a difference to it. You, you know, obviously, complete genius at that kind of thing, and actually it shows. I think if if we as new writers had gone and we're working with the BBC producer to that and one of us had come with the idea of putting something like Martika's Kitchen on we'd have just been told yeah, it's, it's too much of an old reference no one would no one would know yeah you know who that is and, and actually what that shows is that you know you just do what you know is right to create something that has the right tone and feel uh, and trying to second guess what an audience might want or because I think audiences like discovering and learning new things but it kind of you know, for us, it took someone uh, with a you know as as big a name 
and as big an influence as Peter to get that kind of level of, uh, of creative impact, uh, you know, over the line. So yeah, it was, it was a huge part of why why that show worked so well. That's a really nice segue, actually, into a question that I had. Really, kind Thank of linked. Marilyn, by the way. So, so that, oh yeah, <laughs> thanks, Marilyn. That was a, that was a great question. question. Yeah. And Jamie for the one before. Great. Um, so all of the advice regarding sort of sitcom writing uh, seems to suggest that the importance of making things happen in the first few minutes and avoiding just dialogue. Um, in a comedy where you've got obviously a confined space with just two main characters. How, how did you kind of get around that? And, and do you think the script um, kind of would have got through a, a talent competition like BBC Talent or BAFTA's Rowcliffe, for example, if you if you hadn't uh, approached Peter directly? Um, and kind of a side side question to that too, Tim. Kind of, have you got any advice for for budding sitcom writers? Yeah. So uh, I think. It's a, it's a really important point, actually. No, I don't think that would have got through. I don't think the idea would have got through one of those talent uh, kind of development uh, courses or, or programs uh, because it doesn't fit the rules. So you would have immediately, and I think, you know, probably in lots of ways, rightly, a producer would have said, actually, no, you, what you need is exactly as you said, establish the storylines, the characters right at the beginning, mm. you know, have, have, have a big set piece. Um, you know, clearly, do. I, I think where it worked is we did work so hard on who the characters were and why you should be invested in their journey together. Mm. Not to, you know, overplay that uh, uh, metaphor. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that, that there would have been a pushback on that, that this, this is too small. It's too small an idea. In fact, I know that the pushback would have been, this might work as an episode, but it's not a whole sitcom concept. And, and as an episode, I'd leave it till series two, till, till you've established all the mm. action and the, and, and, uh, and the style of the show. Um, but it broke the rules, really. And the reason it did is because Paul and I didn't know him. You know, we'd not done, we'd not done it before. Uh, and we didn't submit first episode we wrote the whole series before we showed it anybody yeah. and so kind of i think by the time peter saw it, it it kind of it was a whole piece um and and yeah I, without him attached championing it uh i you know there's no way it would have got made in fact i think um uh bbc uh, have said as much um that you know if it, if it wasn't for peter that it wouldn't have wouldn't have made it through the first the first barrier, I don't think. Um, so, so no, certainly a new writer turning up at a at a talent thing or en- entering that. I think that's the feedback they would have got. Certainly before Car Share came out, mm. is that it's it's too small an idea and there's not enough happening. Um, so, so there's the first tip: is uh, if you can, uh, you know, get a massive star attached to your show, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it's as easy as that. Um, but, but. Genuinely, I think that helps if you can get, if you can somehow get it in front of somebody who can who can either champion it or or talent to bring it to life and and create a kind of a tape, a sizzle tape for it, bring it to life uh, with some performers. Uh, if you're not a performer yourself, if you are brilliant, you know, just bring it to life and, and prove that it works. Um, or the other tip would be. Do follow the rules to start with and come up with something that is a bit more conventional. And, and if you've got an unconventional idea, uh, hold on to it. 
you know, save it for your mm. uh, tricky second album. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, so, it's so hard again to break in. I, you know, I do. I, I mentor a couple of um, up and coming writers. I uh, have, have done lots of talks to, to uh, you know, writing um, schemes and 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 the old podcast as well. Give it um, advice where I can. And, and the, the bottom line is, it's a really tough game to get into. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great comedy writers, screenwriters, script writers. Uh, with great ideas and only a few slots uh, and um, commissioners you know aren't renowned for being great risk takers so that all combined makes it quite a, a tough environment to break through in it's not impossible so if you if you if you're determined be patient and keep going um, and, and the other bit of advice is don't stick to one idea if you've got one idea and you've written one script that you think is brilliant and you're not having any success with it uh, it, there comes a time when you think, no, I'll, I'll write something else, then I'll come up with another idea. Uh, you know, some feel that they des- that the, their one idea, their one script, um, deserves the, the persistence. But um, I, I think it can take ten, twelve scripts, ideas, um, you know, before you get the one that somebody at the right, you know, it's, it's the right script in the right time and the right place with the right in the right hands. So just keep trying. I'm sure I remember reading, um, I think the writer of Some Others Do Have Them um, had, had sent in years and years worth of scripts mm. to ITV and BBC and basically got told, effectively, don't give up the day job, you know, that, that none of them yeah. were going anywhere. And then obviously out of nowhere, uh, Some Others Do Have Them was, was sent in and of course yeah. the rest is history. So yeah. um, a, a good lesson there, I think, in perseverance. Yeah. Um, great. Some commissioners will book them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about getting it in front of the right person on the right day, the right time. Someone sees that little spark in it, and um, yeah. and, and and it takes off. Um, great. Um, do you think that the the early scenes in episode one? Now we're in a uh, a very interesting uh, time at the moment culturally. Um, there's been a, some some controversy recently in reference to certain scenes being removed from the likes yeah. of Forty Towers, Little Britain. Yeah. Um, now, Car Share is a very um, wholesome program. It's 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 not one that you would think should cause any uh, controversy or offence. But looking back at the early scenes in Episode One, um, John obviously seemed quite offended at Kaylee thinking he was gay, you know, um, the big gay mute and, and everything. Um, it wasn't that long ago at all, of course, but a, a lot changes in a short time. Do, do you think there would be any sort of issues with, with that now? If you uh, and, and are you concerned with what you can write in your scripts now, considering the, the recent incidences uh, with the shows we mentioned? So uh, the first thing is, uh, uh, no, uh, as someone who still writes comedy no i'm not concerned at all really about what you can and can't write anymore i think comedy should uh reflect a kind of changing truth about who we are and what community is and how we feel about different things and i think so comedy for me should never punch down anyway for one thing um and if you have done uh you know by accident then i think it's right that that's re-looked at um 
And I think it's all about context, really. For me, for that scene particularly, that was right of who John's character is. Mm. You know, it's like, um, you know, Alan Partridge might react in the same way. Yeah. But because, say, say someone like Alan Partridge is so clearly established that he has certain archaic kind of views, uh, you know, and is a certain type of uptight, character that the way he reacts to things we we know we're laughing at him rather than agreeing with him if you me. absolutely and i think i think there was a, certainly that was the intention there with john that it was a reflection on his his kind of you know uptight northern blokishness yeah <laughs> now i think that's i think that probably is that i don't think if we were writing it now you would write that scene in because I, I, I'm not sure you'd believe that someone who's his age uh, and character would would feel like that now mm. which is weird isn't it because it is mm. any kind of well we wrote it like nine years ago um, but but so I think it's a really good point because I, I think if I was writing that now um, uh, then I don't I don't think you would think that that's part of John's character I think back then we did think that that was part of John's character, that that's how he would react. Sure. Particularly, it, particularly in the sense that here's a, a girl that he thinks he might have, even if he hadn't thought it yet, is kind of some subconscious feelings for. Mm. So it was as much that that he didn't want her to think that he wasn't a straight bloke. Um, so, so I think that was part of the context behind that and why that why that worked. But I think it's a really point. I'm not sure we'd think to write that now. It's it's amazing, isn't it? How in a relatively short amount of time, yeah, it's just society and culture. We're yeah, yeah, quickly. exactly that, exactly that. Um, and and finally, Tim, um, if if you, is there a favourite line or scene or moment uh, which you wrote uh, on the program which you are most proud of is is there I know you mentioned obviously earlier on the the moment at the end of episode one in terms of extending yeah. the car share is there any any other particular moments or particular lines that you're most proud of yeah I think so uh, so in a way that the whole of episode five of the first series I love that's the one I kind of watch and think that's where so the, so the episode where Kaylee takes the wheel, mm-hmm. um, and partly because although you know lots of the stuff I'm proud of is 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 you know nicely crafted dialogue, um, one of the funniest things I think is is just seeing a big bloke fall over. <laughs> so to have, so to have got that that whole kind of running back from the the letterbox, John falls over. <clears throat> um, but, but it's, it's because of the whole... It's not one particular line or one particular scene. I think the way that whole episode works... Okay. For me, is a bit of a pivot point in the whole of their relationship for the whole of the, the two series. Is, is, is somehow because she takes she takes the wheel and looks after him. Uh, there's a bit of a, a pivot point in terms of their relationship that now... And that they're comfortable having an argument. So they have a big row, you know, she's hurt his arm, she pushes his arm in, all of that stuff. The kid's in the back. Mm. Suddenly it's a little bit like a family. And I think there's a lot of stuff that's 
you know, a lot of subtext in that episode about the two of them moving into the next bit of their relationship. So, so not to get, like, too, too arsy about it, I, I think that rela- that episode really works. And I, and again, yeah, as, as, as the writer, I'm, I'm, so much of that, that script is, is just as it first came out, you know, a couple of years before we actually filmed it, and it still stood up and, and, and worked. And that Peter was so happy with it, to, just to go with it as it was. Um, so, so, yeah, I think I think that, and it's not just because I'm in it. I, I'm the I'm the guy in the big art guy from Uncle Week that picks him up. Ah, there we are. Yeah, there uh, we are. Right, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, my this... first uh, Hitchcock cameo. <laughs> uh, uh, but but no, I so yeah, I think I think it's probably those two things actually. So at the end of the first episode, that getting getting that whole will they won't they walk away from the you know their car share buddy. And they don't, and I think making that real, you know, and not hackneyed. It could have easily been a hackneyed kind of, you know, uh, scene, to, scene to wrap mm. up that, that, that first episode. Uh, uh, but, the, yeah, the, the episode five and series one I'm very proud of. Brilliant. And, and do you know what? We've got that coming up to review in a couple of episodes' time, so uh, I'm really looking forward to reviewing episode five now. So uh, brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Um, Tim, uh, it's been fantastic having you on the pod. Thank you so much for coming on um, and for oh, your pleasure. honest, frank answers. It's been a, a real pleasure. Um, I hope all the, everyone that listens to it enjoys it and, and, and good luck for a second series of, of Meet the Richardsons um, and, of course, all the work uh, you've got, no doubt, coming up in the future as well um wish you all the very very best thank you john and thanks everyone to all you know everyone who still still enjoys the show it means a lot to us obviously thank you very much tim thanks a lot thanks bye 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 well wasn't that absolutely fantastic thanks again tim for that really enjoyed it I hope you guys did too. Hope to be back with another pod shortly. If you're not already following us on Twitter, please do at and underscore dogging. Please continue to spread the word of the podcast. And we hope to reach as many fans of Car Share as we possibly can. See you all soon. Stay safe. Take care. Bye bye.